Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of a Plus Two Comedy Podcast of sorts. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and before we get to a long rant of just me screaming into a microphone, I gotta tell you about some upcoming shows. We are heading back to Otakon. Otakon is August 10th through the 12th at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. And there we will be debuting a brand new edition of Beyond the Tentacle. Yes, come see the newest version in an ongoing series where we go beyond the tentacle and find the deepest and darkest of Japanese dirty smut. We're we're still figuring out how I should describe it. We've been doing this for a long time, and I've never really nailed it down. But come see us at Otakon. For more information, go to otakon.com. We're also happy to be returning to the incredible Mag Labs. Mag Labs is September 7th through the 9th at the Hilton Alexandria Mark Center in Virginia. So please come and see us at Mag Labs. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff. We'll be hosting a bunch of new content. So be sure to come check us out for Mag Labs. For more information, go to Mag... No, I'm sorry. Go to labs.magfest.org. Also, if you're a big fan of cosplay pro wrestling, then head on over to the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey on September 14th through the 16th for J1Con. J1Con can be a fantastic con. We've been there before. Uh, I actually did a show with Uncle Yo there. So be sure to come see some cosplay pro wrestling at J1Con. For more information, go to J1Con.com. And that is the number one in J1. Also, we're happy to be going to GamaCon in the brand new location. Yes, it's going to be at the Ocean Resort Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We'll be there doing a whole bunch of fun, goofy stuff. That's what I say when they've booked us but not told us what they're having us do yet. So we're going to be doing a bunch of fun stuff at GamaCon. For more information, go to GameAcon.com. And now, without any further ado, let's chat a bit. You see... One thing that I've lost in uh, not having the normal episodes of the podcast around anymore is uh, I don't have a chance to just vent about things I've seen or read or played. And most recently, I went to the Franklin Institute. And at the Franklin Institute, they had the Game Masters exhibit. And uh, as a lover of video games... I thought I'd go and check it out. And they said something like over 90 games were going to be available to be played uh, for free play in uh, the Franklin Institute. So, uh, of course I'll go. So I went, and uh, the first thing you see when you walk in, and a lot of the advertising is showing uh, Minecraft, they're showing Sonic the Hedgehog, and they're showing uh, Pac-Man, a lot of Pac-Man. Uh, that's going to be important later, so I thought I'd bring that up. So you walk in, the first thing you see is a bunch of arcade cabinets, which is exactly what you'd expect to see when you hear a bunch of games will be on free play. So there's a bunch of the classic games there. So there was Tempest. Uh, we played some... It wasn't Breakout, but it was something similar to Breakout, uh, but it was like a paddle game. Uh, They had Pac-Man, of course, Missile Command was there, Centipede, you know, the classic games that you want to see when you're talking about arcade games. Uh, Also, a few games I had never seen before, 
there was a there's Space Invaders was there, and then there was also like Cowboys shoot each other game that I had never seen before. That was super cool. I had some fun with that. Uh, and then we run into our first problem because there is a Donkey Kong machine sitting there, and uh, uh, Shira Miyamoto's name is above it. Then you know when you go up to a game, uh, the game master is there, and there's a little blurb about it. So Miyamoto is above this Donkey Kong game. Uh, and, you know, it's the original Donkey Kong arcade game. But I found it a little bit suspicious that we're at Miyamoto so early. Like, he does so much for the, the gaming community and the, the gaming industry. Uh, to see him just only being spotlit in this one area for a, a Donkey Kong arcade machine seemed odd. Uh, but, you know... We're still early in the the exhibit, so there's still lots to look at. So we're walking through, and uh, I turn a corner, and I'm no longer near arcade machines. I'm faced with Team Eco. So they have Shadow of the Colossus there to play, Eco there to play, and videos of The Last Guardian which I think is a fantastic move because Eco and Shadow of the Colossus are two of my favorite games and The Last Guardian broke my heart because it was a terrible disappointment that should have been canceled. So the fact that it wasn't playable and you just saw how beautiful it was without the frustrating controls and lack of story or point of doing anything was a good move. But it definitely seems odd that I went from stand-up arcade cabinets to PlayStation 2. When I think of game masters and very important people uh, in gaming, uh, one name that jumps to my mind is Howard Scott Warshaw. Howard Scott Warshaw is the creator of Yars Revenge and E.T. on the Atari, which is the game that causes the crash, which is you know what almost ended gaming. Uh, they created so many E.T. cartridges that there was more E.T. cartridges than actual Ataris created. Because they thought this game was going to be a huge hit because E.T. was such a huge hit. But they spent so much time focused on the fact that it was going to be a hit that they didn't have enough time to make a really competent game. And it was a disaster and it's considered one of the worst games of all time. Now, I understand if that is not a thing you want to spotlight in Game Masters as one of the biggest failures, but Yars Revenge is credited as one of the best games of all time. And to see almost no Atari love at all in this was very odd. There was no Atari, no ColecoVision, no um, Intellivision. Basically, the story it kind of tried to pitch to me was, in the beginning, there were arcade cabinets. And then after arcade cabinets, there was the Sega Genesis. Because the next console level up is the Sega Genesis. Uh, And the Sega Genesis really doesn't capture gaming because it was the Nintendo Entertainment System that basically saved the gaming industry because... When the crash happened, they thought gaming was over. But the Nintendo Entertainment System is what brought it up. Uh, The Sega Genesis actually spent most of its time 
competing against the Super Nintendo. So I thought it was very odd that we immediately jump to the Sega Genesis. Now, when I say the Sega Genesis, though, I'm not being entirely truthful. Uh, I turn the corner, I see the Team Eco stuff, and then they have some Sega games that are playing. Games uh, like Alex Kidd, uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage was there. You know, these are the, the classics when it comes to uh, the Sega Genesis, so it's all cool. However, they're all being played on PlayStation 4s. So you didn't get to, in this museum of video games, hold a Sega controller. You held a PlayStation 4 controller. And on top of that, if you know anything about a PlayStation 4, you knew how to back out of stuff. And in backing out of stuff it turned out that there were more Sega games there. So we turned off Sonic the Hedgehog and started playing Columns because we'd rather play a puzzle game. So it was very weird that this wasn't very well policed. Like, we went towards the end of the day, so it's not like we were ruining things for kids. We were some of the a handful of people that were there. Uh, and then we were just changing the games and just kind of messing around, which was fun and all, but... There was clear things that we were supposed to be learning as we went through this, and uh, all we learned was that whoever set this up didn't know what they were doing. Uh, then we went to the section that was now just Sonic Team, and basically hailing Sonic as the biggest platform mascot of all time. Because uh, we get there and they have... The Sonic games, they have Sonic Adventure 3D there. They don't have Sonic 06, who knew? Uh, But uh, Sonic Adventure um, or Sonic 3D Blast was there. They had all these Sonic games. And I was like, okay. I mean, Sonic's cool and all. But I wouldn't necessarily spotlight all of his games, especially when he makes the jump to 3D. Like, could you imagine just going to a museum? I was like, look at the greatest games here. Sonic 06. Sonic Boom. Sonic Unleashed. Sonic and the Black Knight. No, these are not the games you think of when you think of mastery in the art of creating games. But Team Sonic is super spotlit in here. Spotlit. Sorry for these words. Uh, And it's because Sonic is... Something that basically paid for this exhibit, because Sonic is everywhere. He's on all the advertising and things like this. And again, we're playing all these games on PlayStation, except for one, as a quick side note. They had a Sega Saturn there, so we could play Nights into Dreams, which I was always told was a very beautiful game and a, a work of art. And I played it for a little bit. And uh, times have changed. That's not that impressive. It's 2.5D. And I think at the time that was very spectacular. Uh, But the controls kind of feel like garbage. And uh, I was not impressed by uh, Nights into Dreams. I know a lot of people say that that game should be remade. I don't think you could. I think times have changed too much. Um, to, To try to remake that game, you'd end up with basically the 3DS uh, Kid Icarus game that came out. So I don't think we're in a time where we should be doing that. Uh, Then there's a bunch of PC games. And it's like, 
War Machine, no, or or Warhammer, and uh, Civilization. There was like a Sid Meier area, and and StarCraft, and uh, while cool, and a thing that I'm glad, you know, is being spotlitten again to use that word that's probably not real, to have a spotlight on them. Uh, I know that like RTSs are a big staple in gaming. Not really a game I want to sit down and play for two minutes in this exhibit on free play. Like, they take some time to strategize in real time. That's not something that you can get in a couple minute experience while the kid behind you wants to play. So I thought that was a bit odd to be sitting there. Uh, There's also this area that was supposed to be like the New Age arcade area. And what they had was a motorcycle game, but was broken, so you couldn't do the motorcycle. They had a driving game, but it was Outrun instead of, like, Daytona or, you know, Crazy Taxi or one of those games that were very much an iconic driving game. It was just Outrun. I mean, Outrun's fun. Uh, it reminded me of Rad Racer, and you know of my opinions on Rad Racer. But it was a bit disappointing. And a fighting game. Now, I want you to take a moment and think about arcade fighting games, okay? I want you to think of what's the first one that comes to mind. Alright. Now, what's the second one? Okay. Now, what's the third one? Alright. Now, what's the fourth one? Now, chances are you started with either Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. And then when I asked for the second one, you thought of the other one. Because the first two you usually think of when it comes to arcade fighting games, you think of Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Like, right now, think of another one. Now, you probably go with Tekken. Tekken makes the most sense there as your as your third choice. Now think of another one. All right, so now we're hitting like the bottom tier ones. Maybe you thought of Soul Calibur. Maybe you thought of uh, oh, I just had another one that a uh, uh, Bloody Roar. Maybe. Uh, not not those. The one and only fighting stand-up arcade cabinet they had there was Virtual Fighter. Which, I like Virtual Fighter. I like to use Lion. I think he's my favorite, even though he's usually the first guy you fight, so he's not top tier. Um, I don't think anyone cares about Virtual Fighter. Like, it's not... When's the last time a Virtual Fighter game came out? It's been a while. There's been movies about Mortal Kombat. There's been movies about Street Fighter. And then that's when it started to like slowly dawn on me as I looked around. I was like, ooh, where's Capcom in general? Where's Konami in general? So once again, it seems like it's picking and choosing the narrative here with whoever's involved. Uh, because those are, again, some big blind spots that we have. Uh, I Then uh, I turn another corner, uh, and they had a really 
big area on Will Wright. Will Wright's the one who created The Sims. So The Sims were there to kind of play with. And again, not the best game to kind of sit down and, and play with for only a few minutes. But you can drown a Sim in a few minutes, so why not? So I'm looking at The Sims. Then Sim City's there. Uh, Laura went with me, and she had enough time to sick Godzilla on her city. So that was fun. Uh, they also had a notebook of the actual, like, the actual notebook of the drawings of the of the Sims. And I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter, if you can find it. Uh, it looks like there's a vagina. Looks like he just drew a vagina, because that's what dudes do when they're working on stuff, is they doodle genitalia. So I was like, ooh, this is authentic. That's great. So we leave this area where they have the Sims and all this other stuff, and you have to kind of go down this, like, weird hallway and... We were almost worried we were leaving the exhibit because it was like exit and more. And it's like, well, I, I don't want to leave yet. And there was no re-entry, so we were like really worried. Uh, so we walked down this hallway. We enter this other room. And it's uh, Tim Schafer. It's like, okay, cool, Tim Schafer. And Psychonauts was right there to play. And I was like, cool. And, a bun- and like Day of the Tentacle. And... Uh, uh, Broken Arrow was there. It's like, okay, point-and-click adventure. Uh, again, very important to the genre of gaming. Not a game that I want to play in this kind of setting. But cool. Cool that, that it's it's being represented. I'm happy with this. All right, some Tim Schafer definitely deserves some love. I'm a big Tim Schafer fan. Awesome. Uh, then Warren Spector is there. Uh, Warren Spector is the creator of Epic Mickey. And that is the only game that was there to play on the Wii. Was Epic Mickey. And then kind of off in the corner was Deus Ex. Uh, and I it, I don't really remember much about it because the keyboard had all the keys ripped off of it. So I couldn't play any Deus Ex. And Deus Ex, I think, is a very important um, staple in gaming. Oh, also Ultima. Ultima Online was there. So, another point-and-click adventure. Not the weirdest thing. Also, all the keys were missing. So, you got Ultima, and then you get Deus Ex in the corner, but the spotlight was on Epic Mickey, and they had, like, statues of Epic Mickey and things like that. And it's like, oh, okay. That game was terrible. Um, but whatever. But it's weird that this is the only Wii game that's here. And then I, as I'm looking at Deus Ex, I kind of do another scan around the room, and I think to myself, hey, where are all the shooters? Like, where are all the first-person shooters here? And I understand that it's an exhibit where children are going to be there, so, you know, they might not want to have Resident Evil or Duke Nukem sitting out there. Um, But Deus Ex was rated M for Mature, and it's weird to kind of gloss over Doom, because Doom is a very important staple uh, in in all of gaming. And, you know, that first-person perspective with Doom and, uh, and Wolfenstein, very important. Again, understand it's pretty bloody if you don't, you know, want to go down this route of having uh, gore in the... Uh, in a museum, I understand. But still, it's very important that, like, shooters are huge. And I'm not saying, like, yo, where's Grand Theft Auto? Of course, Grand Theft Auto's not going to be there. But 
to, to have such a staple of game masters looked over, I thought was very foolish. Uh, and, you know, you could have had Splatoon, which I know is not first person, but it's still like a, a shooter game. And that representation was great, but we're not talking about Nintendo at all at Game Masters. Uh, and once I got started thinking about Splatoon, it also got me thinking, hey, where are the esports? Esports are a huge part of uh, gaming history, and like especially now. So there's no Smash representation. There's no Fortnite. There's no League of Legends. There's no Overwatch. Like, once we're into the modern era of gaming, these are the things you need to be talking about. And then that got me down another road. Where were all the sports games? Uh, Because, like it or not, some icons of gaming are John Madden and Tony Hawk. They have created million dollars, probably billion dollar franchises at this point. A new Madden game comes out every year. Tony Hawk, I know his not his best days are behind him in terms of video games, but these are big, big names that were completely ignored by game masters. So I was annoyed by that as well. So there's no shooters, there's no esports, there's no sports games, uh, there's no Nintendo, there's no Capcom. But you know what there is? Hormonics. Because there is a whole area on rhythm games. There was a... And, and they kind of like locked you away so you couldn't uh, interfere with other people. There was an area where you could play SingStar. And uh, me and Lara uh, sang a little Killers and a beater. I'm just saying that. She's probably never going to listen to this. But I beat her at SingStar. I'm just saying. Uh, then there was Rock Band. Uh believe it was Rock Band and not Guitar Hero, which means it's not harmonics, and I apologize to everybody involved. Uh, but uh, we played some Rock Band, and the drums were broken, but I tried my best. There was The, the green drum was broken. Uh, but, you know, kids have been playing with this, and it's towards the end of the event. This is not the part... This is not the thing I wanted to rant about. Uh, then they had a huge setup for Dance Central, which I, of course, wanted to play, but nobody else wanted to play with me. And I had to share this moment. Uh, there were these two kids who were hogging Dance Central. They were playing all the games. And there was a girl in a wheelchair uh, who was watching. And they asked the girl if in the wheelchair if she wanted to play. And the girl in the wheelchair responded with, I don't know. Do y'all got the wheels on the bus? And I laughed so hard that Laura pulled me away. I was like, no, we don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I was like, no, that was hilarious. That person deserves to know how funny of a joke that was. Uh, so let me know if you think I'm horrible for laughing at a very funny joke. Uh, I also played some Parappa the Rapper, which was fun. Uh, I did like, there was a whole section uh, where you could play uh, Journey and Flower. Uh, so that game company had their own little section. And I was like, okay, so this is like the rise of the independent developers. Then there was this weird area where it was just like locked down tablets where you could play mobile games. I was like, oh, I mean, all right. 
I guess this is the new era of gaming is is mobile games. But Candy Crush wasn't there, and um, uh, Plants vs. Zombies wasn't there. Like the the ones you would go to first were not there. It was, I I couldn't even tell you the names of these games. Fallout Shelter wasn't there. Uh, so it was just some random uh, sort of game for uh, for the for the phone and the tablets. So that was disappointing. Fruit Ninja was there, but only on Connect, which was odd. Um, oddly, uh, some good representation for uh, I have to Google his name really quick uh, for Newgrounds. Uh, because Castle Crashers was there, and and always packed. Like people were like, "What is this game?" And I love it. And also, Alien Homrid uh, was there, and another uh, clearly like that kind of style. Um, I, I forget who the game master was, but uh, that sort of like the double fine. Um, kind of studio was there. So, hey, shout-outs to them. They were great, and I forgot how much I loved Casual Crashers. Uh, oh, the, the behemoth uh, developer. Um, not Double Fine. That's that's Tim Schafer. Sorry. Uh, so that was there, which was cool. Also some love uh, for my boy Jonathan Blow. Uh, you could play Braid there, and also right next to it was... Uh, a game that wasn't working, which I realize now was probably The Witness, which uh, Lara was thrilled was not on because I would have just sat there and played The Witness until they threw us out. Uh, so Jonathan Blow was there. Uh, I also... One of the very strange ones was there was a very small uh, TV that like had a controller sticking out of it. And I was like, ooh, let's see what this is. And I grabbed it. And it was like a letter. And I was like, oh, what is this? And it was Shenmue 2. And I was like, wow, this is like a life simulator. How am I supposed to get this in five minutes? Uh, and then behind it was a whole thing for Fable. And I was like, I'll play a little bit of Fable. And it was, I believe it was Fable 2. And it was me just like getting dressed and doing stuff. And I was like, okay, this is again something hard for me to really grasp in a few minutes. And then once again, I looked around and went, hey... Where's Square? There was no love for Final Fantasy anywhere. And that is like one of the big JRPG franchises. It is the big JRPG franchise. Uh, If you want to argue Persona, go ahead. But Final Fantasy is the name you think of when it comes to JRPGs. So they were completely uh, not shown... uh, I, I should also say, I know I said no Nintendo, but it should go, I should directly mention, Owada was completely ignored in terms of Game Masters. Uh, so there was, of course, uh, Notch was there, so you, you there was a Minecraft section. Um, uh, Scott Cawthon, you'd think, would be there uh, for the Five Nights but that was nowhere to be seen. And I know that like children are going to be there, but children love Five Nights. So I thought it was a little odd that, that he was missing. Uh, so all these things are missing. No Square. Uh, so no Edos, no, no Lara Croft, no Naughty Dog. So there was no 
Uncharted. There was no Crash Bandicoot. Uh, no Sly Cooper. No uh, uh, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank. Um, and I understand that you're going for names. You are going for, like, these are the names that you should know. And I, I said Howard Scott uh, Warshaw is one that, that should be um, brought up. But another big one, especially if we're going to talk about how it's missing shooters and, like, e-gaming, where was Cliffy B? Like, Unreal Tournament is huge. And if you... Like, I know you can't show Bulletstorm to kids or anything like that, but Cliffy B is... Like, when I was younger, was the name that you knew from G4 because he was always giving out awards and stuff like that. Like... He was the first developer that I could think of that also became a personality. So Cliffy B missing, I think, is a huge problem. Uh, another one is Ken Levine. Like, Bioshock, nowhere to be seen. Oh, you know what? System Shock was there. There was System Shock. So Ken Levine was there a little bit. Uh, but, like, no Kojima. That's kind of silly. How do you not have Kojima? Uh, so... That was really upsetting, but there is an element of having to step back and being like, all right, this is what Game Masters could afford. There's only so much space here. There's only so much room. Uh, You know, while some of the choices I thought were odd, uh, there was a whole area for Spore and, like, statues of Spore characters. I was like, all right, that's weird. I kind of thought Spore failed, but whatever. Uh... I, I know I have to step back and be like, this is what they had access to. This is who they chose. It wasn't supposed to be a timeline or, you know, the standout icon. Or It wasn't supposed to be a timeline or a history lesson. It was supposed to be focused on icons, and they couldn't possibly do all the icons. And Moyamoto did get one single area where Donkey Kong was. So I should step back and say, okay... This is what they had available. This is what uh, the exhibit is. I should enjoy it for what it is. Then, of course, you exit through the gift shop. And the gift shop was nothing but Mario toys. It was like the NES controller. It was Donkey Kong. It was the Legend of Zelda. Like, they knew this is what would sell. And they did have some Sonic stuff that was for sale as well, but they knew to make a profit, they had to include Nintendo stuff, which was nowhere in the exhibit at all. Uh, so that was Game Masters at the Franklin Institute. Uh, it was a fun time for what it was, but I couldn't help but at every moment just question the content that was there. Uh, if you went to Game Masters, let me know what you thought. Uh, be sure to subscribe and comment and all that good stuff uh so right now we are still on spotify we are still on itunes you can still give us five stars there you can still give us five stars on stitcher you can still vote for us on podcastland.com and make us the podcast of the month i think we're still on wildfire radio i've been trying to get in touch with the guy who runs wildfire radio since the podcast went on hiatus and he will not return my calls so if you're listening to this on wildfire radio i'm sorry that this is what the podcast is now and that you were not warned 
But sorry, this is this is life, and I hope you enjoyed a rant. Uh, also, uh, I know these episodes usually run an hour. This one's not going to do that, so I don't know what's going to come up next on Wildfire Radio. Enjoy a half hour of commercials. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to my rant. Uh, like I said, content will come out here every week uh, until Stay Doomed is ready to launch. So thank you so much for sticking with us and seeing what, what pops up here. And uh, be sure to check out the, the YouTube and check out Plus Two Comedy Gaming. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this, but uh, my Let's Play of uh, God of War is there. And you can see all the episodes of me raising that boy to be a young man. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.